March 11, 2020 was the last time a Champions League ball was kicked. On the ninth year, orders Liverpool were knocked out by Atletico Madrid. But after the COVID-19 pandemic swept the continent, European football is set to return. Yeah, welcome guys. Welcome to the update on football. The deals of football. I mean, my humble self, that prospero, the deal of football. After a 149 day week, the Champions League returned on Friday as Man City looked to complete the job against Real Madrid while Juve hosts Leon. Man City refused Real Madrid at the Etihad Stadium after UEFA announced that the matches will be played at the home team stadium. Bayern Munich to host Chelsea at Allianz Arena with Frank Lampard's side trailing following a 3 0 defeat at Stamford Bridge in February. Do you know that the final of this year's UEFA Champions League was due to be staged at Antatok Olympic Stadium in Istanbul, Turkey on May 30th. However, the COVID-19 outbreak caused that to be postponed. The format of the final stages of the competition has been amended where the quarter-final, the semi-final and the final would be played in Portugal and the final would be held in Estadio Daluz, Portugal. UEFA Executive Committee decided that the remaining Champions League and Europa League round of 16 leg matches will be played at home team stadium. As already communicated in June, the ties of Inter, Getafe and Sevilla vs Roman, whose first leg were postponed, will be played as a single leg in Germany. On Friday, August 7th, Juventus will welcome Lyon, the aggregate 1-0 to Lyon. Manchester City would welcome Zenida Zidane's Real Madrid. Real Manchester City won at Santiago Bernabeu by two goals to one. On Saturday, August 8th, Barcelona will welcome Napoli. At the first leg, ended 1-1. Bayern Munich would welcome Chelsea where the first leg ended 3-0 at the Stamford Bridge. The quarter-final one will be played on August 12th, 
where Atlanta would play Paris Saint-Germain at Estadio de Luz in Portugal on Thursday, August 13th. Quarterfinal 2, Leipzig will welcome Atletico Madrid. It will be played on neutral ground at Estadio Yossi Alvalade in Portugal. Napoli or Barcelona will be facing either Chelsea or Bayern Munich at Estadio Dalus. That's on Friday 14th, 2020, at the quarterfinal three. On Saturday, August 15th, quarterfinal four, Real Madrid or Man City would face either Lyon or Juventus at the Estadio Jose Alvalade. Moving to the Europa League, the second leg of the round of 16 will take place on the 5th and 6th of August, with Inter Milan vs Getafe and Sevilla vs Roma being reduced to a single knockout game as their first legs were also postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic. Manchester United will play Copenhagen or Istanbul Basakshehe in the Europa League quarterfinals if they overcome Lask. United are in a strong position to qualify to the quarterfinal of the competition as they hold a 5 0 first league over the Austrian side with the second leg game still to be played. Wolverhampton Wanderers will face Sevilla or AS Roma if they progress in their tie against Olympiacos, which finished 1-1 in the first leg in Greece. These are the remaining last 16 fixtures. Copenhagen versus Istanbul Bashak Sheher aggregates 1-0 in favor of Istanbul Bashak Sheher. Shakhtar Donetsk versus Wolfsburg, 2-1 aggregate in favor of Shakhtar Donetsk. Inter Milan versus Getafe will be played in Germany. Manchester United versus Lask, aggregate 5-0 in favor of Manchester United. On Thursday, August 6th, on Thursdays, August 6th, Bayern Leverkusen would welcome Rangers, aggregate 3-1 in favor of Bayern Leverkusen. Sevilla vs. A.S. Roman, a one-legged tie would be playing in Dahlsburg, Germany. Basel will welcome Eintracht Frankfurt, where aggregate was 3-0 in favor of Basel. And finally, Wolves would welcome Olympiacos.
2019-2020 Europa League final was due to be staged in Dansk, Poland on May 27th. However, the COVID-19 outbreak caused that to be postponed and the final will now take place in Cologne on August 21. The format of the final stages of the competition has been amended. With the quarterfinals, semi-finals and finals all now set to be held in Germany. Should Manchester United and Wolves both progress to the semi-finals, they would play each other on August 16th at Cologne for a place in final. Remember, all games are one-legged ties, starting from the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals fixtures for the Europa League goes thus. Last on Manchester United versus Istanbul Basaskehe or Copenhagen. Inter Milan or Getafe versus Rangers or Bayer Leverkusen. On Tuesdays, August 11th, Wolfsburg or Shakhtar Donetsk versus Entrang Frankfurt or Basel. Olympiacos or Wolves versus Sevilla or AS Roma. Semi-final will take place August 16th to and August 17th, where the final will take place on August 21st. With Europa League now guaranteed, they will look to tie down Abu Mehang for a further three years as an offer is expected to be submitted in coming days which will mean a significant increase on the current £200,000 per week that was signed in 2018. Barcelona hoping to strike a deal with Gunners which would see Felipe Coutinho return to the Premier League most likely on loan while Ateta is hoping to add another centre-back to his rank to join William Saliba. Discussions will also be had with Alexander Lacazette, who is now into the final two years of his deal in North London. Ateta is an admirer of the forward but a decision must now be made on whether to offer him a contract or try to move him on to help him fund a rebuild. William now looks likely to leave Chelsea after rejecting the club's latest two-year contract offer. Arsenal open to offers for nine of their players including Bellerin and Alexander Lacazette. They need to sell in order to free up funds for new signings with Socrates, Gwendozi, Torreira, Mkhitaryan, 
Kolasinak, Mustafi and Odin also available for transfers according to Daily Mail. Report states that Inter Milan are on the verge of agreement with Tottenham over the signing of Idombele, but the player remains undecided on move according to TF1. Alex Sanchez has been included in Inter Milan final stages of the Europa League. Chelsea to put nine players up for sale, including Igolo Kante. Finally, on the show tonight, AC Milan and Bayer Leverkusen are pushing to sign Norwich's Ben Godfrey, according to Sky Sports. Norwich value him at around thirty million pounds. We've come to the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you drop your comments after listening. This is football with the dicks of football. See you next time. Bye bye. sound you know yes it's time for the duke of football yeah, there's a brand new day brand new time a brand new week for the podcast of football with the dukes of football yeah, yeah it's been an amazing season out there in england where we have our winner already even before the end of the season Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club, you will never walk alone. Yeah, they never walked alone. They bagged the title for the first time in 30 years. 30 good years. Yeah, the season has also ended in, in Syria, in Italy. Even though um, we have one match to go. Juve. Juve, ah, what can we do to stop this club? Can anybody stop them? Hmm. At the end of the league in in England, where Liverpool won the league, um, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Chelsea bagged the top four. So, um. The transfer window has been open. Speculations have been coming in, and a Manchester club has finally signed a player. Do you wanna know the Manchester club it is? You go with us to the end of the show. <laughs> I got a big news for Nigerians. The most expensive footballer in Nigeria has moved to Napoli. 
Victor Osime is the most expensive player in Nigeria, right? He moved from Lille on a deal of 50 million euros. Do you know how much that is in Nigeria? Let's do the calculation. Let's calculate it. Okay, I got my calculation right. It's about 22.8. It's not 1,000. <laughs> 22.8 billion naira. Wow. That's about 50 million euros. 45 million pounds. Yeah, I might be wondering if I'm doing this alone. No, I am not doing this alone. The members are around, the members are here. One will join us now, why the other will join us when I'm about to talk about the FA Cup, Chelsea versus Arsenal Football Club. Two arc rivals, two Londoners would battle, would fight themselves just to get tied to. One defeated Manchester City, the blue side. Why one defeated Manchester United? The red side. The irony is the blue side of London defeated the red side of Manchester. Why the red side of London defeated the blue side of Manchester. You can see how unbalanced football is. Yeah, remember will be joining us now. So we are going to talk about we are going to talk about events around football. Let's bring him in. Yeah, let's welcome Senator. Senator, how are you doing today? I'm fine very much, thank you. Mm. How are you today? Good. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, you guys have been celebrating on um, the Eid Mubarak, and we. I, I don't know if there's any need for us. Well, I, I had fun today. My, my day was fulfilled. I'm not. I, I I'm not asking about so your much. day. I'm asking. I'm asking after my meet. Your own meet. Uh, I, I told you to send this patch right there now. To come up, pack yours. Cause of meat. Why are people doing like this? I, I see. You're talking to a senator, so I don't do. I don't do my things. Oh, oh, oh God! Oh <laughs> God! Nice, so, nice talking to you again this evening. You're welcome. So, um, how, how was it? How was the celebration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went well. It went well. Everything went well. Glory be to God. Um, we thank God for life. Yeah, the gift of um, life is very important. Through, through this COVID-19 issue, and I know we'll surely give it through. Yeah, amen. amen. Just thank God for the gift of life. Yeah, only thank God for life, because when, when there's life, there's hope. Yeah, very good, because you have a lot to cover from the transfer news, um, the, the Syria ha. Ronaldo is, is lagging. Four goals behind Shiro Immobile. We don't know. We don't know what might happen. I think we are going to talk about. I think we are going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we should talk about Ronaldo. Ronaldo is lagging behind. First and foremost, you will not blame. You will not blame the old ladies because in the last twelve days they've played five matches. 
calculate the intervals of the time you play the matches. Their players are definitely fatigued. Sari was complaining that his last match against um, um, Roma, Roma, yes, Roma, that it, it might be possible that he will use his reserve team. That is on the 23 team. That's to show you how fatigued their players are. It happened in the time of Liverpool so when they went for FIFA World Club Cup, they had to use their reserve team. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, okay, presently so far now, Juventus are not the, they are not the, they are not, they are not the best, they are not the best team in Italy, I must confess. But because of the fact that they have professionals in that team, that's what has been taking them so far, and he, he won them the league. And talking about Ronaldo, Ronaldo not, the mm. fact that Ronaldo not missing up to, Missing out to Immobile, Immobile this season, this period, it's because, to me, it's because of Higuain. If you did watch their last match against Cagliari, ever since Juventus, um, Ronaldo and Higuain have been playing together at Madrid, they never had that connection, both of them, they never had it. So you don't expect the same thing to happen in in with the old ladies the connection that both of them have is not it's not solid i don't think they have that that right and i don't know the right right words to use right now but i know they, they don't have that right connection for both of them to flow in the same you cannot compare the way dibala plays with ronaldo or the way douglas costa plays with ronaldo it's just on a different level but ronaldo and Iguain on that same pitch starting together to me, it's a no-no. Yeah. It's a no-no. So I don't, I don't expect loads of goals. Okay. He doesn't expect loads of goals. But when you are talking about the fatigue, then I'll remember the Lazio players. When they came back, they were not good. They quarantined their form. So now, now Immobile says, okay, if we can't win the league, please just let me win this golden boot. And now he's playing his life out and... I think it's going to get at the end of the day. It is done. It is sealed. What, what I'm trying to say now, now is like that. Sarri's kind of football is kind of different. They they play all the way from the midfield back to the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper has a lot of touches in a match, bringing the ball forward and taking it back. So you don't expect a team like Juventus to compete with a team like Lazio in an, attack, in an attacking sense. Immobile has been on fire like for the past three seasons till now. He has been on fire because the way Lazio play, they play, they play in a way that they just know that they are feeding just one person, and that is Immobile. So the difference is clear. Juventus. Every, every other person wants to score. Every other person wants to score. But the likes of um, um, Savage assisting um, Immobile every time, it is just it's phenomenal and different. So you can't compare the attack, attacking style of Lazio to the attacking style of Juventus. It's just, just it's, not, it's, not, it's incomparable. They are so different kind of tactical 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 way they play 
Lazio and Juventus. The transfer window opened on the 27th of July, and in three days, a Manchester club has signed a player already. It's a done deal that um, Nathan Aki will be a Manchester City player come next season. They agreed a fee of 41 million pounds for him. So is Nathan Aki going to be a um, a boom for Manchester City? Um, so far, so far this season, Manchester Manchester City, um, they've not had the best of defense because Kovacin, Fernandinho to a centre back. I'm not saying it's not it's the bad thing. It's nice. Okay, it's a player showing his versatility. But getting the likes of Nathan Ek, to me, Nathan Ek is, I won't say Nathan Ek is overrated. Is it Ek or Aki? Nathan Ek is an average player. It's Ek, Nathan Ek, Nathan Ek, Nathan Ek. Okay, okay. He's Dutch, yes, he's Dutch. Alright. Yes, Nathan Ek. I'm calling like a Yoruba man. I don't know if you if you watch Bournemouth's game that Nathan Ek had injury, they were underperforming. Because I I'm not I'm not say he's the star player of that team, but he's a major figure. Just like the way you say Van Van Dijk is in Liverpool, Van Dijk is not the star player of the team, but he's a major figure in that. During the period that he didn't, he didn't play, he, he dropped points massively, like massively, massively. And when you check his stats, I know he's not he's not up to top ten centre backs in, in the EPA right now. So are you but seeing if he comes? If it comes to a team like Man City, yes. I, I know Guardiola will bring out the best in him. Okay. Because he's still young. I'm just asking if you are seeing another John Stones in Nathan A. No, 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 no. I, I don't think I'm seeing another John Stones. John Stones right from time he has been overhyped. We are going into some transfer updates. A player Arsenal wanted to sign, Dario Yupamecano. He has he extended his contract with um, RB Leipzig until 2023, and Arsenal wanted this player. Now the player has committed his future. Uh, a done deal. Leo has signed a 20-year-old defender, Steve Boltzmann, on a five-year contract from around eight million pounds from Ayers. And another speculation around Manchester United is that Troy Mings. Is among those those defender list Manchester United want to get. John Stones, who was worth fifty million pounds when Manchester United when Manchester City bought him, would, is around twenty million pounds. And Moyes sees West Ham wants him. We have Manchester United joining Everton, Napoli. He making thirty million euros, including bonuses offer for. Um, for Gabriel, a little a 22-year-old defender. No, this is football, anything can happen. These are the transfer updates we have. Newcastle fans are confused and heartbroken by takeover collapse. Um, because the, um, the news was going around that some billionaires are coming to take over Newcastle, but now the deal has been withdrawn, so Newcastle is still with the same owners going to manchester united around sancho the update is that manchester united have officially entered the talks in signing the so, so, 
and the big one the biggest one for nigerians the biggest one for the whole world right now is victor osime moving to napoli let's go on a break and when we come back we're we'll talking about fa cup final chelsea versus arsenal so one of our members will be joining us right after now right back Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show. This is football with the dukes of football. Um, I told you that one of our members will be joining us to discuss or to talk about and analyze the FA Cup final that will be coming up on Saturday. Arsenal versus Chelsea. The battle of the Londoners. You know, I said something the other time in my introduction that or the irony of it was that Arsenal defeated Manchester City, the blue side of Manchester. Why Chelsea, the blue side of London, defeated the red side of Manchester? You can see how unbalanced football is. So, Ayo, welcome to the show. What can you say about the FA Cup? What, what are you looking up to? Do you see um, Lampard replicating the form he showed against Manchester United? Or do you see the Ateta side coming out strong to defeat the blue side of London? 
We've seen them so far this season with their progression in the Premier League. But this is not the Premier League. It's the FA Cup. We've known them to be the highest winners of the FA Cup with 13 wins to their name. And the guys have done greatly in this competition this season, beating Manchester City in the semi-final to reach the stage. But notwithstanding that, you can't overrate, you can't underrate a Chelsea side who has done so well in the Premier League in all competitions uh, this season with bringing the likes of in the expert, uh, bring the likes of the academic uh, academic graduates from the the on the stage uh, with Lampard, just mixing the experience with inexperience to just form a great success for the team. So with what I've seen so far, it's gonna be a tight one for both teams. Though it's a London derby, but it's a it's an FA Cup. We uh, it's on it's undecided. You can't just see, you can't rate one over one. You can't rule one club out. They've done so well there for this season, so it's it's gonna be a little bit uh, toughy at the beginning of the game. It's it's a game where you have to one team has to understand each other. You have to continue one team's pressure. Um, you have to see not just sit on the back, but just contain the pressure of your opponent and just. It's them on the on 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 the counter, like just making your chances, playing your chances. Which and which score club? And which club are you saying for? Is it just to sit back and eat them on the counter, or Arsenal sitting back eating Chelsea on the counter? No, it's for both teams. It's for both teams. Arsenal okay. can wait back, hold Chelsea's pressure, and eat them on the counter. We've known Chelsea not to be very good at the back, and also Arsenal. Both teams have been slightly poor at the back line. So it's just one for one team to just sit back. Though I'm not saying they should play counter football, but the, the coach, the coaches might decide to play counter football. We saw it against we saw it against United for Chelsea and also Manchester City for Arsenal. So it's it's based on a counter football ideology. Both managers may decide to play counter football pattern tomorrow just to let's to see how the game goes. For me, to me, to me, I'd rather see Arsenal and the underdog. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. I won't, I won't lie to you. Arsenal attack of Lacazette, Aubameyang, Nicolas Pepe, and Bukayo Saka. Those guys have been phenomenal this season. They've done. They've done a huge, huge load of work, but this is Ateta for Arsenal, and we have Lampard of Chelsea. They are like newbies to the FA Cup final, and funny enough, they both got there. So it will be, it will be like the better of the manager with the better tactics will win this game. Okay. They, for the for the for the past for the past games now, Arsenal have been using three four three. Chelsea has been using 3-4-3, but attacking wise, I think Chelsea Chelsea have an higher higher advantage because of the likes of Pulisic, likes of Giroud, the likes of Messi Mount, the likes of um, William. I am not sure if William is going to start tomorrow, but there is probability. Counting two, I am not sure if he's starting tomorrow. There is probability. I'm waiting for 
for Leeds, Leeds check off. And for Arsenal, so Arsenal, Arsenal, they are they they, they, they knocked out Man City. For any team to knock out Man City, it shows how how determined and confident they are. So it's just going to be a very, 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 very breathtaking game. I see, I see, I see both both teams scoring tomorrow. I see both teams scoring tomorrow, definitely. Okay. So like I always tomorrow. say, like I always say. May the better, may the better team win. Okay, okay, may the better team win. But to me, I just want to see um replica of of the semi-final form for both teams. Yeah, well, with uh, in, in reference to what um, Senator just said now, with their semi-final form, um, uh, it's it's still the same thing. Both teams are going to come out at their very best. I would say the Hulls are against Chelsea. Being that Arsenal are the favorite, Arsenal are the most successful team in the FA Cup history. But notwithstanding that, we know Chelsea have uh, an Olivier Giroud who has a beautiful record of playing um, 12 games with um, 12 games with 12 wins at Wembley, with five uh, goals and seven trophies it's it's um a problem for us now with that record against chelsea olivia jude definitely is gonna start against us now and as i do have as i do have their star man in the defense which is uh, mustafi uh, mustafi yeah. uh, would you say would you say mustafi would you say day um is david Dewey. would you say mustafi is Arsenal's star man in the defense how about david lewis no don't get me wrong okay scott and mustafi and um david lewis peering at the back seems experienced i i think they, they got the balance against man city they... as far as the back line it's gonna be a problem for us now because playing along playing against an olivier Giroud and uh david lewis who is prone to mistakes that is an headache for michael ateta because we know this Giroud is really good and also is very very good on the ground. With only David Lewis as the as the experienced defender at that backline, there's a problem for us now. On the wing flank, there's an Hector Bellerin. We know Bellerin is fast. British is also fast, so it's a match for match. But that central defense is a problem for for man for us for us now. So with Scotland Mustafa, I think Chelsea just have that edge. If they can utilize their chances against Arsenal, they are going to get it against Arsenal. But don't we can't also say because Arsenal have the likes of our Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, also Bukayo Saka. Though Bukayo Saka and Rich James are match for match. Those guys have been phenomenal coming from the uh, academy to the first team. They have been great. But that Chelsea backline also hasn't been good as good. But they have their key men at the back with Rudiger and Zuma. Very good. Though it's gonna be, um, they are, they are, I would say they are not that much for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang because Aubameyang, we know him, is a world-class striker. He is very good on air, he's very good on the ground. Feed him with the ball where he deserves, where you need to give him the ball and he'll get to the goals. So, Chelsea also need to consider that 
this they are playing against a pure America Bamayang, which they, they need to focus on that man. When there's no pure America Bamayang, there's Alexander Lacazette. So those are the two problems I need that Chelsea need to watch out at their back line. Forget, uh, yeah, they also have a Nicolas Pepe. But I think with strategies and um, uh, strategies, they are to keep. They are. They are going to keep uh, uh, Nicolas Pepe with the experience of Cesar Spicoita. He can also keep uh, uh, this guy, uh, Nicolas Pepe. But Chelsea needs that solid uh, solidity at the back line to keep out PM Rekabemeyang and Lacazette. Because those guys can get you the goals when you don't think that. They, when you don't think they will get you. They and do. They have an experienced goalkeeper with his Caballero, Caballero. But on a good day like this, anything can happen. It's okay. because it's football. Okay. Anything can happen because it's football. Okay, Senator, your last verdict. Your last verdict on the match. Chelsea versus Arsenal. Who's going to win? Who's going to be the FA Cup champion? It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big mm-hmm. one. I definitely, I know definitely Slama will, that match will end in a penalty shootout and it soon goes to an extra time. <sighs> when it comes to squad depth, I think Chelsea has an, an higher chance of winning, winning or winning the difficult final. So I, I, I would say Chelsea will win with like a goal margin, probably 2 1, 3 2. Okay, Ayo, last verdict. Chelsea versus Oh, yeah, it's going to be a classic encounter between two teams. Very definitely, it's gonna be. I'm seeing Chelsea to nick it off against Arsenal. Probably a 2 1 win. But they should just keep it in their mind that we are, we just keep it in our mind that it's going to be very, very thrilling. It's gonna be interesting for us. I'm seeing Chelsea to win two goals to one. Okay, yeah, okay. Chelsea win 2 1. Senator Chelsea to win with a goal margin, but should I predict? Okay, I see us now winning two goals to nil. Wow, yeah, wow. so yeah. that's that's a prediction. Let's, we don't know what might happen. Let's say good, let's say good. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll yeah. remind you. I'll, I'll remind you this. I'll remind you this. And, so, and if if Arsenal wins, <laughs> you should, you, should, you you owe me something. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I I wish I could place a bet on it, but <laughs> it's because it's a very tough uh, very tough game. I can't because it's risky. Mm. But I'm tipping Chelsea to win. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. tipping. Yeah. No problem. Finally, guys, um, we've come to the end of the show. So, uh, let's say our goodbyes. Let's sign out. Senator, you go first. Well, it's been a lovely time. It's like my third podcast. Like, I'm always very happy when when I come online for this, and it's like a big privilege for me to go express and show how much i love football and i like to discuss and argue about football i want to personally thank the duke of football prosper 
for having me here, for always wanting to have me here. No prosper. A big one to you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, my own car. You're welcome. You're welcome. Ayo, ayo, ayo. This is your first time. Oh yeah. So yeah, actually, this is my first time being on this show, and I'm very, very happy with what I'm seeing here, with what I've. Uh, be able to impact yet, but uh, I'm as I'm gonna say, uh, I'm thankful for you for giving me the chance, the opportunity to come on the show and express myself mm. and talk about football because it's God. what I love doing. We thank God. Thanks for coming. So this week, this week we'll be having a banter among the members of the group. They want to define, argue, fight about what you call a world class player. Because an argument came out an argument came out on, on the group last last week that is Alan a world class player. Somebody said yes, he's a world class player because he wins games. While the other said no, he's not a world class player. He's just starting. If you're having these two fighters these two great analysts coming up here to give their verdict about who a world-class player is. So, see you guys next time. Bye-bye. I would like to be a judge. <laughs>